Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Aussie Care is on the line, and I'm stoked to welcome into the show. He's not a bloke I've spoken to before. Morning, Aussie. Good morning. Thanks, thanks, for thanks, take- no, thanks for taking the call nice and early in uh, in Australia. It's a, a funny one today because you've got a 2,000 guineas favourite or a horse you have an ownership interest in in New Zealand. I assume you haven't made the trip, or have you? No, 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 no. I was, I was hoping to and planning to, but it got very difficult in the end. And um, unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, I've got five kids, so it makes... Travelling sometimes a little bit hard, but um, and they're all they're all young kids. But yeah, no, I would love to have been there, but um, I'll be tuned in. That's for sure. So you got five kids. How many racehorses would you have? Because I think that would probably be the other part of it. I'm sure you've got other horses running around today. It's a massive Super Saturday in Australia. Talk to us about your ownership collective. Oh, look, I've got. I probably don't have as many as most people think. Um, we we've probably got. Oh, without knowing exactly, you know, it would be close to forty or fifty all up. Um, yeah, but but I don't own them all out, right? I sort of own most of my horses in in groups with friends and um, and partners. It's normally how I race. That's my preference. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, look, it'd be nice to have them on the track. But yeah, most of them are actually in stalling paddocks or um, getting rehabbed. So, morning, Aussie. It's McGirran here, mate. Nice to talk to you. Um, how did this grow so big for you? At what stage did you decide to get people like Matt Blacker involved and say to yourself, look, we're going to put the feelers out there and start getting more horses? Because when I knew you 20 years ago, you had harness horses and you obviously weren't racing this many. No, it happened pretty quickly and um, there was no real plan. And I'm a spur of the moment sort of guy at times. So, look, we had a little bit of success. Um, I probably didn't enjoy racing as much as I should have earlier. Um, and that was mainly because I was racing a lot more on my own um, and had, had bigger percentages or racing in sort of syndicates that I didn't know anyone. So it didn't have the same feel. But then um, over time, I sort of ended up racing with a group of friends and people that we knew and sort of made it a bit of a um, you know community or a group of, group of people. And some people we didn't know um, that wanted to come in and we got to know them and and even now, like if we get anyone into the group, we all make a big effort to actually get to know them, go out for dinner, and you know, and become friends. I think that makes a difference. And I don't know. From there on, um, Matt come up to me and said, "Can work? Can I do something with this?" And we'd look at you know working together, and and it just exploded. To be honest, we had a little bit of success in a short amount of time, and. Um, I enjoyed it, so did the group, and the group kept putting more pressure on me to get more horses. <laughs> uh, it just kept going. So um, the group went from taking smaller shares to taking bigger shares, and then all of a sudden there was never enough um, horses to go around, so I had to keep getting new ones. And um, look, we don't 
buy it. We don't. We're very selective on what we buy, as everyone knows. Um, we're not in it for the for the money. We're in it for the fun and um, and the enjoyment. So we're really very selective on what we buy. And yeah, so it's been it's been a great journey. We all love it, and um, it's just the way to do it. I think. Oh, it's awesome. That's that, and this is all about. Um, own, this is actually an ownership spot. We we do every single week on the show, Aussie, and and it's so funny to the the amount of people that say that have had the amount of success or parts of the success that you've had that say the same thing. It's just the love of it, doing it with some mates, and it's the right reason to be involved for sure. If we use Pierre as an example, like how did you come across him, and and do you have people that you work with or work for you to to help scout horses, or is it all yourself? No, it's definitely not myself. I'll take none of that glory, that's for sure. Um, it's definitely done um, without me. But, look, I do have people in, in New Zealand um, that are quite good and they're always looking around, um, you know, the trials and, and, and when something pops up, uh, they'll ring, um, they'll text Matt and Matt will do some form and then we just send it around and get everyone to double-check it. And if it looks good and um, we're happy with it, we know we'll, have, we'll make a play. And a lot of the times... Um, I mean, especially like Pierre, we sort of found him early um, and we just went to the owners who, were, who weren't really sellers um, and they made that clear. Um, and then we just asked them, do you, you know, do you want to race together? And that's how it really started. And, and to be honest, it's been an amazing journey. They're really good people to race with. That whole family, the Weatherly family has been amazing. And, um, and that's just another example of just me enjoying racing when you're dealing with people like that. And, um, you know, it's just been good fun and um, you know, hopefully they have the same um, perception of myself but I think they would because we've just been easy with each other and um, and I'm really enjoying it because um, that's what it's all about. Aussie, winning a 2,000 guineas today would be really cool but what's it like when you win a Cox Plate or a Melbourne Cup? Like they are the absolute top of the tree. You're competing against people who own their own airlines and in some cases their own countries. What's it like when you win those races and once it's settled down and all the, the handshaking stopped and you're out having a drink and you think to yourself, dear God, we just won the Cox Plate of the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, look, I think there was a, an awful video going around of me falling on the ground like a big whale um, <laughs> on the beach and just um, in my pyjamas at four o'clock in the afternoon um, when the Cox Plate was run. So that's sort of a little bit of an um, insight of how I felt at the time. And... Um, Look, all said and done, once you win it, um, it's just a great memory to just go back to when you're feeling down or even if you just had a big day or whatever and you just watch the replay and it just always seems to pick you up that little bit. doesn't matter how many times you watch it. doesn't get old. Um, and But in saying all of that, when you, when you get to days like today where you have um, peer running in the Group 1 in New Zealand, like you forget about all of that, that past and you're just very excited about living in the moment. And to be honest, I'm actually that pumped and excited um, to watch Pierre, um, you know, run today and hopefully he can win. And, um, you know, it's very hard to win group one, so you never get too ahead of yourself. Um, doesn't matter where you are in the market. Um, but, yeah, the excitement doesn't doesn't go at all, depending. It, it doesn't even matter where the races are. And I, I'm just excited to have – I've got a runner in – Flemington with a group of guys today with Chris Waller, um, you, know, you know, in the Queen's Cup, Group 3, and I can tell you I'm just as excited watching it run. So, look, I just, I've now become very passionate about racing and I just enjoy watching them run. Um, it really sometimes doesn't matter for me 
what status they are. It's just I just enjoy the racing and um, just depends on where that horse's journey is up to, you know, just watching it go through its grades or wherever it needs to be. Yeah, Sulcombe looks like a real genuine chance in race four at Flemington today as well. Ozzy, what about the colours? Did like, do you, is that something that's big and important for you? Do you are they your colours? Are they your family's colours? Did you design them? Because we see them everywhere, and it's like, like there are certain colours that yeah, for either big stud farms or prominent owners, and whenever you're just skimming a field, you stop and you look. And I would put your colours in that bracket now. Yeah, thanks for those comments. But um, look, to be honest, there was no real thought process in those colours. Um, I just kept having friends saying, oh, you should get your colours. And, and I was like, oh, because I just used to race without colours. And they said, and I was like, oh, I don't really, I don't really care about that. And ended up getting them done. And look, it's probably more for the other owners in the group that don't get as much um, publicity as what I would get in recognition. And I think just having those colours for them also symbolises their sort of ownership um, of the horse in the group because they have the same um, impact for them. So when it runs, they sort of they, people know that oh, they're in the group and um, those colours are running, their horse is running. So I think it's important in that sense for them because that's important for me that they enjoy um, the racing just as much as I do and have that involvement. Um, so that that part's important for me. Um, but it's also, I mean, I'd be lying to say it's not a proud time when you see those colours cross the line and um, winning races and, you know, you feel good about it. And But I still feel the same when I have other horses of mine that are racing in friends' colours and um, and so forth like that. It feels the same to me. I I, I don't think get up too caught up on, on it, but it's a proud moment when you see those colours um, in New Zealand and something that I um, am looking forward to today. Aussie, the ready-to-run sales are here in a couple of weeks. I know you guys were buying last year at that level. Is, is Matt Blacker, who's one of your bloodstock agents, uh, or, or any of your trainers, going to be here for the ready-to-runs at Karaka? Oh, I think so. We're always pretty active in those sales. I like those sales. I, I'm, a, I'm a very active person in New Zealand, as you'd know. Um, I've always had been. I sort of started originally um, and still have a lot of involvement with Trent Busserton, who's obviously Natalie Young from New Zealand, and they got me into the New Zealand um, process, and I've actually had a fair bit of success doing that. Um, a lot of my good horses have come from New Zealand, so I'm a big fan. Um, I think maybe seven of my group ones, uh, seven of my horses that are one group ones have come from New Zealand, including a star mare, very elegant. So I've got a soft spot for New Zealand, and I think they produce some really good quality, um, you know, thoroughbreds. Well, if Phil goes well for Pierre, we'd love to see him um, on the big stage. Uh, not that today isn't. Good luck, Aussie. Group one racing in New Zealand. It's a massive race for us. We love it. He's going to get a good map, and um, he's got the right rider on, so all the best. Yeah, no, thank you. I, and then just while I've got you, i just really like to thank the Weatherly family for um, everything they've done, and um, I wish them all the best, and it's been a great journey so far. So thank you all. Yeah, awesome. And he, they are they are great people, Mick, uh, with the leads. And, and that's cool. Ozzy sounds like a good dude himself. That was I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Ozzy was involved in harness racing about 20 years ago. And, and obviously galloping has become the absolute big dance in Australia. And he's right. You, you get as much enjoyment out of having 15 or 20% in a horse. Some people get as much enjoyment out of 2%. Um, but at 15 or 20%, the wins also financially still mean something to you. You win the the guineas today and say it's 300k to the winner well if you've got 25% of the horse it's still 75 grand I mean you could buy a lot of Subway sandwiches for 75k yeah, so yeah, you know, it's I, very true. I, I, I think it's it's an interesting way to do it because if you had an option of having 10 horses with 10% 
or one horse flat out, well, it's a diversification. And I've done the same. I've, I've raced horses exclusively by myself. And it starts to mean too much to you because the bills are bloody no stuff. Like when you get $4,000 bill and you've got to pay it yourself and there's no one else to help. But as Ozzy said, the other flip side to that is there's no one to celebrate it with. All the horses I race now, my brother takes a share in, and we enjoy it together as brothers. And everybody else out there has got brothers or friends. And I do recommend, I think if you've got plenty of money, then yes, you can race them by yourself. But I do think that the 10, 15, 20%, or even further down if you want to be in a syndicate, I think it's the way of the future. I completely agree with that. Totally. Exactly with what you're saying. Love Racing.nz, your home for thoroughbred racing. The Grand Tour Racing Festival is coming to you next week. SCNZ's Grand Tour. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.